Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. everyone have an, another special guest uh, with you today uh, we have uh, a medical doctor Andreas uh, Enfeld is here he actually is the CEO of a very large keto friendly website it's basically dietdoctors.com dietdoctor.com that's right so welcome thank you dr. Berg it's great to be here yeah and uh, you know I just uh, the first thing I want to cover is you're from Sweden I'm actually Swedish uh, I've never been to Sweden but I hear rumors, okay, there's rumors going out, like Sweden has now gone low carbs. Sweden is now high fat. Like, tell me the truth, you're there. What is the truth about this? Yeah, I guess the rumors are slightly exaggerated. Um, it's true that low carb has been very popular in Sweden for about a decade now. So, I mean, it's certainly going strong. And also we had this government expert review of, of dietary treatments for obesity uh, about five years ago, and they came to the conclusion that low-carb has been proven to be more effective, at least in the short term, when people actually do it, than, than other sort of dietary treatments. And that is the reason why people believe that the whole country of Sweden are now, is now, is now low-carb, because that sort of report got a bit twisted online with someone sort of falsely claiming that now this is the official dietary recommendation for every man, woman, and child in Sweden. Not true. It's just for dietary treatments for, for obesity, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's but the not, step. not quite as impressive. Not quite. Uh, everyone's switching their gears to that. Um, now, like you have countries, Sweden, Norway, uh, Denmark, the air, you're typically the diet is higher in like fats, right? Like butter and cod liver oil, I'm guessing. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Certainly a lot of dairy. We do love butter. I mean, that's great. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. the moose fat, I guess, although wow. it's not a big thing. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so one of these days I'm going to have to go over there because I, um, I heard it's beautiful. So yeah, have... you're most welcome. Come by any time. We'll show you Stockholm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd... I rarely went out of the country. I did one trip to um, Italy, and that was quite incredible. So I want to venture out, but I just, I'm not crazy about the long flights. But, you know, we'll deal with that. It's I, not I, that long. I mean, I come to your place all the time, you know, the U.S. So which we appreciate. Only, it's only fair that you come visit us. Good point. Okay. Now you have to, okay? That's right. All right. You talked me into it. Perfect. Um, so we both have uh, something in common. We want to spread... Uh, keto we want to get this out there you've you've done this for quite a, a long period of time and uh you basically um you you see the results all over the place so what do you feel is some of the barriers that we're up against to get this message out there what are you running into yeah it's a very good question i mean uh, as you said i've been doing this i guess for 15 years i spent 10 years as a, as a family doctor treating patients with low carb 
and you know the latest five years mostly focusing on this this company actually more than that um, I think when I when I started this I kind of believe that this this is gonna be maybe five years you know a paradigm shift is going on it's gonna happen and uh, every year it's like yeah sure we're getting a little bit closer but it's very slow right mm-hmm. so um, I guess I'm a bit more of a realist now it's just gonna take an awful long time I'm afraid I mean depending on how many people work trying to make this happen it could be another five years it could be another 50 years it depends you know I'm hoping for five but uh, I fear it could be longer so the thing uh, that's in the way I think there are at least two big big things and and that's still this fear of natural fats uh, you know saturated fat cholesterol that kind of thing people fear that eating uh, you know saturated fat from uh, meat or butter is going to give them high cholesterol and then a heart attack and that's what their cardiologist is is saying as well right um, it's not true i guess you know it i know it most of the people listening i guess know that modern science shows that there's really no strong correlation between eating butter and heart disease uh, and you know telling people to avoid saturated fat doesn't seem to make you know do any good really whatsoever so it's just a mistake but it's, it takes such a long time to to change a thing like that when every expert used to believe it and now you know a lot of people are starting to question it and say maybe it's not so bad after all but it just takes a long time so that's the the, the one thing and then the second thing i think is this notion that weight loss is just about calories and it's all about eating less and moving more and we all heard that problem is that when you look at it in, in in scientific studies it's actually more effective to avoid carbs than to just count calories and it ends up resulting in you eating fewer calories because you're less hungry that's what the science shows and it ends up uh, resulting in quite often that people actually burn more calories at least according to some really good new uh, science showing that on a low carb diet people tend to under certain circumstances at least burn 500 calories maybe or at least, at least 200 calories more per day which is a huge amount. so a low carb diet can result in eating less because you're less hungry burning more because the body just burns more calories and and the bottom line is study after study shows that people lo- lose more more weight on low carb so yeah two things standing in the way this sort of obsolete fear of saturated fat and this sort of fixation on calories when it's really about hormones and and the quality of the calories you eat yeah i, I agree i think it's a, it we, we're up against fixed ideas and um it's ingrained. It's really, really hard to change someone's mind about certain things, especially when it conflicts with what they've been taught for so many years. And, uh, um, but what's interesting is that I recently was invited to do a webinar um, to general um, industry um, in the food industry. Now, I didn't know any details about this. All they said is, we need you to do a webinar to um, food manufacturing companies. I'm like, okay, just, just to do a general webinar on keto, ketosis. So I did it. And then after it was done, I, I said, can I have the list of who was on that webinar? 
So they sent it to me. 400 of the top food manufacturing companies in the world was on, was on that webinar. So what I was fascinating is that the food manufacturing companies are seeing a trend. They follow the trend. So the market follows the money, actually. And um, so to get them to change, of course, they're now looking at developing keto-friendly stuff, sugar-free stuff. I mean, look at Coca-Cola. So the, there is a, an interesting shift in the, the manufacturing companies um, at that level. So you know that there's a change being happening right now. Um, so I just found that interesting. So I, I had no idea no, until I got done with that webinar. Yeah. Yeah, cert certainly things are, are happening all the time. And I think every year, I mean, I've been doing this for more than a decade. So in my you know, experience, every year people are a little bit less inclined to eat sugar and a little bit less inclined to be afraid of fat. Right. And just keeps moving slowly in that direction. It goes for the general public and it also goes for, you know, name your expert. On average, they are more worried about sugar and less worried about butter for every passing year. Right, exactly. When, when you started medical uh, practice, did you, um, were you low carb right at the beginning or is that something that you involved, involved into? Yeah, so I actually, I started uh, practicing medicine uh, in the year 2000 and then uh, it took about two years after that, uh, until I became really interested in, in low carb, and then quite rapidly, you know, I tried it myself, read a lot of science books, you know, talked to friends and family, and lots of people tried it. And, you know, eventually I just felt I have to try this on my patients. I have to try this, recommend this to, to patients with type 2 diabetes, with obesity, with high blood pressure, because it seems like a, you know, slam dunk thing is just makes perfect sense and the science backs it up and and really that transformed my idea of practicing medicine because you know starting as a as a new doctor i just got into this world where where it's expected that your patients come back every year slightly older slightly sicker and they need a little bit more medications right you just add some blood pressure medication some diabetes medication and then you send them home and then they come back another year later and same thing repeats and everybody nothing nobody questions it you know my my you know teachers they were all you know this is this is the way it's supposed to be my mentor is like yeah nothing strange but then when i started telling these patients you know you may want to try a low carb high fat diet this this could be great and and they were like a little bit skeptical at first but a lot of people ended up trying it and then they came back suddenly healthier. Like you could actually remove medications. And I think all doctors who, who do this, uh, they have experienced that many, many, many times. You know, you have your patient come back and they're, they're happy, they lost weight, they feel great. And then, oops, their blood pressure is down. You have to remove a blood pressure dr uh, drug or their sugar has, blood sugar has normalized and you have to, can remove one or two diabetes medications. It's just uh, remarkable. And it's just so much more fun, mm -hmm. I think, as a doctor. And it's more like in line with what I thought medicine was supposed to be from the beginning. It's like, I mean, practicing med medicine, the, the, 
a regular way just prescribing medications is kind of depressing, but mm-hmm. this is a lot of fun. I agree. I think, I think that's really what people want is they want to go to their doctor and have them look at the root cause. They want them to, they want diet advice that works and they don't get it all the time. And I think, I mean, even I, I went to chiropractic college. Um, so I, I don't know what it's like going through medical school, but I know in chiropractic college, they don't, they give you maybe one class in nutrition. Um, you get a toxicology class, you get a good amount of biochemistry, but there's nothing related to food at all. So you have to basically relearn everything when you get out. I don't know what it was like for you. No, same thing. I mean, we studied medicine for five and a half years in Sweden, and one week is nutrition, which is, I think, uh, a lot more than in the U.S. because you have like a day or something mm-hmm. uh, in medical school. It's just crazy when you think of it as sort of one of the true pillars or foundations of of good health is is a healthy diet, and doctors learn almost nothing about it. It just it's just crazy. It really is. Now you you're doing um, you're involved in a lot of um, symposiums and uh, conventions. Um, you, are you seeing more doctors, medical doctors, coming into this and kind of looking at it? What what do you, what's your experience with that? No, I think it's more and more common. Uh, lots of doctors using our website. Uh, I, I've been to a number of conferences where there are, you know perhaps half the audience is, is doctors or other healthcare professionals. And, uh, and they're all very positive to this, at least the ones <laughs> coming to these conventions that I go to, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's, uh, it's a little bit of a selection bias there. But, but still, I, I have a feeling that this is getting much more popular uh, compared to, let's say, five or 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, I, I see it too. Um, what about... Um protein what's your viewpoint there's always i always like to ask people in the keto field about recommending certain amounts of protein higher lower moderate what, what's your take on the protein yeah i think it's interesting i mean i'm not the biggest protein expert out there you can find of course experts with any kind of viewpoint i tend to end up somewhere in the middle you know mm-hmm. if you take uh, i don't know ted nyman on one side and then you have jason fang on the other and then you have Dr. Finney in the middle. I'm more like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but generally, I would. My feeling, I, I think there is no really good evidence, to my knowledge, that proves this either way. But my my general feeling is that there is quite a wide span of of protein intake that can work really well for for most people. And then maybe if you're extremely insulin resistant. Uh, you may in some circumstances maybe do better with slightly less uh, and if you're insulin sensitive and you do a lot of resistance exercise for example you might do better with a little bit more but for most people i think there's a quite a wide range yeah I, I think i agree with you because it's um it's one of those things where people always want to ask me how many grams do i need i'm like you just have to test it out you have to find out your sweet spot because um once you do it yourself, it takes like three or four days to figure it out. And then you'll know what works for you instead of trying to follow some, some opinion that you don't really know. Um, I mean, in practice, uh, like you have a lot of um, new gurus coming out there that have never been in practice. And so if you haven't worked with people one-on-one for over the years, um, it's a whole different ballpark. You can't stick one theory into everything. And I'm talking like 
even like within the keto field, like you have different versions of it. Sometimes you have to go over here. Sometimes you go over here because you, just when you think you figured it out, there's going to be that exception to the rule. That person doesn't get results. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I was recommending seven to 10 cups of vegetables to my clients and with great success for a period of time. And then you get one lady who comes in that completely and utterly gains like 10 pounds within a week. And I see her face is all red. Obviously she was reacting to from an allergy or something and blew up like a balloon. And then I'm like, wow, okay, well that, I'm not going to recommend that again to everyone. So it's one of those things where you have to, if people have weaknesses within the digestive system, they don't do well on a 10 cups of salad a day, even that fiber just tears them up. So I'm, I'm like very flexible to go this direction or that direction because I want to do what works. And sometimes the body, these bodies are, they don't always respond um, to the same thing, you know? Right. But I think it's interesting. We're, we're in the process of, of more thoroughly evidence-basing our, our low carbon and keto guides. And, and what becomes more and more clear is that we don't really know a lot of these things with any certainty. Like, for example, we're saying that a lower carb diet tends to be more effective for weight loss. And, and that might be true, but there, there is really no high quality randomized controlled trial that ever compared to true low carb diets with varying levels of carbs head to head, you know, so you're really comparing in a, in a, in a way apples and oranges or whatever, you're looking at different studies and you're saying, okay, maybe a lower is more effective, it seems like, but there's no good high quality evidence for that even. And, and a lot of the other things where we think we know, we don't know either. I mean, you got two things. You got number one, who's going to fund a study like that? Um, number two, it's so hard to isolate um, combinations of foods to know this is what did this. I mean, it, it's it's almost impossible because you're, well, how do we know it's this versus that? And then, I mean, yeah, it's like you're not isolating one well, remedy. You know, it's hard and it's expensive, but these are important questions. I think eventually there will be studies to test this. Um, it's just a question of time, but I guess we're going to have to wait a bit longer. Are you familiar with, um, his name is Thomas Seafried? Yeah, sure. So he does a lot of research on cancer. And I mean, he can't even find a cancer cell that can survive like something like 14 days on his protocols. So he's like, it's, he's seeing amazing, amazing, amazing results. Um, but the problem is the funding. Who is, he's running, he's basically just running on a shoestring as far as a budget. He's just trying to get funding. So he's, people donate here and there, but that is the problem. Like you're up against this, this huge industry, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, same thing there. There are interesting findings in test tubes and, and everything, you know, but again, your cancer and ketogenic diets, actual testing on humans, uh, randomized trial, I don't think there is any. There are a few pilots, small pilot studies uncontrolled with, you know, yeah, not really slam dunk findings. A lot of these things we don't know. It's really promising, right? But we don't know. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, the bottom line still. But, but you know, keto and cancer, it, it's such an it's such an important and exciting area for future research oh, yeah. to see what they come up with. Absolutely. There was some good data from uh, Dr. Ludwig's study, right? 
Yeah, yeah. You mean the uh, the one with the uh, uh, weight maintenance on different levels of carbohydrates, the one from a month ago? Yeah, yeah. Do you, so? you want to just uh, touch on that? I think it was a very quality study. Yeah, that, I mean that's that one. Uh, I haven't studied it in detail, but I, I think it's fair to say that is the best support yet for for the notion that you can actually uh, influence how many calories your body burns per day depending on what kind of diet uh, you eat so it's not just about the number of calories you eat it's also about the quality of them because that can influence how many calories you you burn uh, so the bottom line of that study was that people who have lost lost weight and then they were were maintaining their trying to maintain their weight loss if they went on a low carb diet they burned more calories per day than if they went on a higher carb diet making the uh, weight loss maintenance uh, probably significantly easier because you know burn more calories you can eat more calories and still maintain your weight loss absolutely and, and uh. the the difference was quite big like uh, 200 calories on average at least but if you looked at the people with a uh, high insulin levels uh, the, the insulin resistant people and and the people who actually uh, had a high compliance with the diet then it could be up to 500 extra calories uh, per day which uh, is an enormous amount interesting fascinating um from your viewpoint, um, and for those of you that are watching that are new, um, how necessary, why, why do people, why should they run their body on ketones? Why, why should they do ketosis? That's a very good question. I'm not sure. You know, I think it's, uh, for some people, there seems to be a benefit uh, certainly, it seems like an, a very effective way for people to lose weight without hunger. seems like a very good way to reverse uh, type 2 diabetes. Uh, for certain other diseases, it can be very beneficial, like epilepsy. Uh, and then some people just feel better. But that is, is a little bit tricky uh, because there are no good studies to actually prove that. So it's a very subjective thing, you know. Mm -hmm. You feel better, you feel more mental clarity, more energy. Some people say that they do, they do and you know that's great, but we, we don't have any good quality evidence to, to show that that's a sort of general thing that most people experience. So I guess in a way it's like people can try it out and see if, if they feel great, that's, that's good. Well, have you had uh, cases that you put people on ketosis and it didn't work for them. They didn't do well. They had needed to go back to the carbs. Yeah, I think for some people, at the very least, it's like, it's too hard to do uh, and it's not worth it to them. Mm, wow. And then, of course, some people can get, can get side effects, like, you know, you can get bad breath, for example, or, or some people might get constipation or, or leg cramps things like that and feel that you know it's not worth it for them um, so I think it's up to the individual to see you know what what are the benefits what are the goals that they are trying to achieve and you know how do they feel do they get any any side effects or not and then you have to try to 
balance that and, and see if it's if it's worth it. You know, personally for me, I mean, I'm you know, I guess I'm in light ketosis almost all of the time, but I've I've experimented with trying to be in deep ketosis. You know, eating almost no carbs for a month or two, and for me, it's not worth it. I I really don't uh, experience the kind of benefits that that make it worth it for me. You know, I, I'm relatively insulin sensitive. I don't have any major weight issues, you know, even though I, I did lose like 15 pounds on, on low carb. Uh, so you didn't, I, you didn't get into this with a personal problem? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I do great on low carb. I, I always stay on a low carb diet because I enjoy it. And, you know, I, I'm not hungry and I, I effortlessly maintain the weight I had when I was, you know, 25, which is good when you're getting close to 50. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, so, so I, I, I do, I do really well on a, on a low carb diet, but going super low, eating almost no carbs, you know, below 10 or 20 grams a day, I don't feel I need it. And, you know, if I, if I did, I would eat it because it's fine, but, but I don't feel I need it. What, what type of carbs do you give into, or do you eat? Yeah, I eat sure plant, lots, lots of vegetables, obviously, you know, some root vegetables, berries, nuts, that kind of thing, mostly occasionally, perhaps a potato. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, you're not doing, you're not going over, you're not doing... I'm not doing crazy <laughs> amounts, maybe 50 grams a day on a regular day, sometimes less, sometimes more, you know, but I guess I average, average around there. Interesting. Yeah, I personally... Um, I, because I, my health uh, hit rock bottom. That's what forced me into some like keto. I just got into it and um, I'm pretty strict. Um, but, you know, I'm always trying, I'm experimenting. And, and uh, recently last night we made this uh, keto bread. Um, and you know what? It really messed me up. <laughs> so my body is like a human testing test tube because I can tell if something just has too many of this and I, I consumed this and it didn't have any necessarily I thought. I think it was some ingredient that we, that was new. I have to isolate it, but it was just like, wow, that did not work. So, um, so what happened? Oh, I, um, I instantly noticed like, um, not just digestive issues, but a crash in blood sugars. When I wake up and my, like my eyes are sticky or I feel sensitive. I'm like, okay, what did, what did I eat last night? There's something that my body doesn't agree with. So, my body reacts very quickly to things. So I can kind of like, I'm not going to be recommending that, that recipe. To so I always That's like to test things out first. So some people get these uh, uh, gastrointestinal issues with, with these breads with like psyllium husk in it. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I don't. You know, my, my gut can take, can take quite a lot. So wow. I'm lucky that, that way. You are lucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm envious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, you know, another, another thing that I, I tested out because uh, I, I was did a a little um, interview with um, Frank Tifano, and um, he he had this uh, great um, recommendation, which is a was basically cod liver in a can. Now in America, it's not. I don't know if it's in Sweden, but I've never seen anything like that. So I ordered some, and uh, my body loved that. It's actually cod liver, not even the oil, but the cod liver in a can. So I took that and man, did I feel good. It's like all day long, I was like, what the heck was in there? It's probably just loaded with DHA, but. Um, Lots of good nutrition, I guess. Yeah. So 
so I'm always testing things, seeing what works, and then um, you know pushing it out there on a video and seeing if people like it. Yeah, I mean, very impressive. Your YouTube channel is huge now. You you have what? How many? Like hundreds or even thousands of videos now? What is it? I I only have like thirty five hundred videos right now. Um, I put yeah, out two a day, but we we get about a wow. hundred and ten thousand uh, new subscribers every month. Um, yeah, that's massive. And then we're getting close, just under I think three hundred million views. And um, so you're my, clearly the largest low carb focused or keto f with with somewhat of a low carbon keto focused YouTube channel, the largest in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, healthy, I like to call it healthy keto, doing keto healthy because you can do like a version that's not very healthy. Um, but yeah, so I focus on that now, and that's uh, I I spend a lot of time. Uh, researching compiling that's all I do it's kind of a lonely existence where I'm researching all day long on a computer <laughs> and then do, I do, go to the do most of this work on your own or do you have a big team now uh, I have um, I'm the only one doing the research I'm the only one doing the videos I have a videographer I have a producer on the I have a, my own studio um, and I have some some staff that do customer service and uh, um, my website and things like that, but I don't have anyone at this point helping me with the research. I'm doing that just because I, uh, I mean, I think it would beneficial, be beneficial to be able to get someone to kind of narrow it down, but I have, I have some little hacks, little secrets that I do that speed things up. Like one of the things that I do um, is I, I use a lot of Google patents a lot. I don't know if you've tried that, but Google patterns. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you have a, if you take a um, a topic on anything, uh, let's just take DHA, and you just someone is going to try to get a patent on that, and what they do is they summarize all this data for you, all the research, all, everything in one location. So I can kind of help narrow down some research and start looking at at least some research that they've done already, and uh, that saves me a lot of time rather than try to search you know one by one it's a little secret interesting. don't tell anyone. that's the that's a nice little trick there yeah saves me a lot of time and, and uh, yeah and so take a look at that. yeah yeah on any topic i mean someone's trying to get a uh, in order to get a patent um you have to it has to be somewhat credible to be get to to get actual um a fulfilled patent um so you have to kind of lay out some good stuff um, like even the, the data on Hopkins getting a patent on bro broccoli sprouts. Well, you can get a tremendous amount of information from that one patent on phytonutrients. Like they go right into it hardcore in cancer. And of course, they got sued in the Supreme Court and they got their patents taken away. Um, but so you can get a lot of data that way. <laughs> it's interesting. Strange thing to patent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I really appreciate your time. I know you're probably flat out busy doing all sorts of things. I really appreciate your time doing this interview. I hope uh, people got some great ideas from it. And also, I want to mention you—you you have, I think, you have one of the one of the largest actual keto websites uh, in the world, and you get a lot of traffic. And you have a a program. I'll put a link down below. You have a program, very uh, reasonable, that people can check out, and uh, it's. You have recipes, you have videos, tons of videos. I think it's 400 videos, massive amounts of recipes, um, great content. People can become a member. Uh, so definitely, you guys want to check it out. I'll put the link down below.
Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, it, it is the largest website devoted to low carbon and keto in the world, dietdoctor.com. So, and, you know, everything that people need to do low carbon keto is free. So you don't have to become a member to, to get access to all our uh, recipes and lots of other stuff. Yeah, you have a lot of great stuff. So I really appreciate you putting it out there because it's helping a lot of people. So No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me on. Absolutely. Hey guys, I just want to let you know I have my new keto course just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.